You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in store, on social media, and beyond. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash crimes, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash crimes to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash crimes. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, a company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamins. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Good morning, and thanks for joining me for Rise and Crime, your morning caffeine hit all about crime. I'm Mama Jules. And there's been another arrest in the murder of the Microsoft executive out of Florida. So let's go back and remember the details of Jared Bridegan. So 33-year-old Jared Bridegan grew up in Florida. After graduating from high school in 2007, he moved to Utah to attend school at Utah Valley University. Shanna Gardner met Jared while he was in Florida she was part of a prominent family in Utah. They're the owners of Stampin' Up! That's an arts and crafts company that's estimated to be worth over $100 million. Kind of think of like a, like a scrapbooker's mecca. Well, Shanna had been out visiting one of her friends in Florida when she met Jared. The two then began dating in Utah, and they married in Salt Lake City in an ultra-grand wedding in 2010. Okay, after graduating from college, Jared began working his way up the corporate ladder. He worked as a senior user experience designer at Canopy. Okay, that's a like a venture capital group. He then worked in a similar position at web.com before becoming the chief technology officer for Clean Simple Eats. 
And then eventually, Jared began working for Microsoft. And the two moved to Florida for some personal reasons. See, the couple, they have twins, a boy and a girl named Liam and Abby. And their young son suffers with a heart condition. And living at sea level eases that heart condition that Liam experiences. Well, while in Florida the marriage starts to crumble. In 2015, Shanna filed for divorce, which led to a bitter litigation that included over 300 court filings. Even after the divorce was granted, the two continued to fight over child support and visitation. Okay, so why is it so bitter? Well, Shanna accused Jared of abusive behavior. Court documents accuse Jared of regularly interrogating and recording the children talking about Shanna. See, Shanna also accused Jared of coaching the twins on what to say in the recordings so that he could use the potentially damning statements against Shanna. She also asked the courts for complete control of the couple's home and their children's trust funds, claiming she was worried Jared would withdraw money from the trust. Now, Jared, for his part, said in court documents that Shanna used to lock him out of the master bedroom of the house they shared until the completion of the divorce. He also claimed she had surveillance devices installed in his car and also in the children's bedrooms. He said Shanna would treat him in a disparaging manner in front of the children, and he claimed that Shanna's generational wealth made it possible for her to move somewhere else so he should have the family home and that he should also receive alimony from Shanna. Now, he told his lawyer in an email exchange that he wanted the gates of hell released on Shanna for doing this to him and the kids. Okay, it seems he might have been referring to the accusation of Shanna having an affair with her trainer. Now, to be completely upfront about this, Shanna does deny having an affair with the trainer before the marriage dissolved. So here's how that all played out. Jared had purchased Shanna a package of training sessions from a fitness instructor for a Christmas gift in 2014. Now, as Shanna began using the sessions with her trainer, she told the trainer, that Jared and she had been separated for months and that they were living in opposite ends of the house while the divorce was being finalized. Now, the trainer told Fox News that Shanna said she had grown up in a conservative home in Utah and she didn't want to be that person anymore. But Jared claimed he found sexually explicit messages on Shanna's phone between her and the trainer, and that was when Shanna files for divorce in February, just two months after he gifted her the sessions. So one thing is clear, this is getting messy. Now, it does seem after Shanna filed for divorce, Jared tried to work with the judge to save the marriage. But Shanna told the judge that the marriage was beyond repair because the couple just didn't love each other anymore. Now, the day after Shanna filed for divorce, she visited a tattoo parlor to get a piercing. And she listed her trainer, that is quite possibly her new boyfriend, as her emergency contact. Now, she returned to the tattoo parlor two more times at a minimum for other piercings. She forged a relationship with the staff at the tattoo parlor that included a guy who worked there who had lived in Utah, and he kind of understood the unique elements of the conservative lifestyle that Shanna was trying to sever herself from. Now, she would often complain to these workers about her soon-to-be ex-husband, and this group of friends told Fox News that she kept telling them how Jared was trying to take all of her money. 
Now, Jared and Shanna, well, they each go on and make new lives for themselves. They're still fighting about custody, but they're trying to begin new paths. Jared marries Kirsten, and they go on and have two children, all while maintaining a very Christian lifestyle. Now, Kirsten, the new wife, she's an account manager, but she shifted to the role of full-time mother once their first child was born. And Shanna, well, she meets Mario Fernandez at a CrossFit gym in 2018, and she goes on and she marries him later that year. Mario manages properties, and at that time, he was employed as a maintenance worker at the gym. As they start making their life together, Shanna continues to run her online bakery, but the anger between the exes, that just keeps plugging along like the Energizer Bunny. The two were fighting over a breathing machine that Liam, their son, that he needed to use. Now, Shanna wanted to borrow the machine that had been purchased by Jared, and Jared said no, according to court documents. Now, eventually the two settled the dispute, but not before requiring the court system to step in. And that's just one example of how they kept both their lawyers busy and employed with these ongoing disputes. Well then, on the night of February 16th of 2022, Jared was dropping off his twins at Shanna's home. Now, this was very routine for the two. In order to help avoid conflict, the schedule was followed with near accuracy. And after saying goodnight to his two older children... Jared left to return home with his two-year-old daughter, Bexley, strapped in the car seat in the back of his Volkswagen Atlas. Well, about two miles down the road, Jared encountered a tire in the middle of the street. And true to Jared's, you know, Christian demeanor, always doing the good deed, he stopped the car and he stepped out in order to remove the obstacle from the road so that it wouldn't harm any other motorists. Well, as he was out of the car near his open driver's side door, He was shot multiple times. His daughter is in the back seat, and she narrowly escapes a stray bullet in Jared's execution. Now, of course, Jared died at the scene. And the child? Well, she remained alone for several minutes before a passing car stopped and called the authorities. Meanwhile, Jared's wife, Kirsten, was calling his phone, trying to find him because he hadn't returned in a timely manner. Eventually, an officer answered that phone and told Kirsten she should meet him at the police station. Well, for months, the murder went unsolved. Jared's wife worked tirelessly to bring justice for her murdered husband. But the acrimony, that didn't settle down between Shanna and Jared's family. The relationships were so strained that the twins and Shanna did not attend the funeral for Jared. And when Shanna's parents threw an elaborate celebration of life ceremony for Jared in Florida just a few weeks after his death, more dust-ups continued. Shanna's mother had to remove comments from a blog post about the celebration because people had been commenting about how Shanna had cheated on Jared. Well, two months after the murder, Kirsten told Dateline that she was sure the tire had been placed in the roadway purposely to target Jared. She said the route her husband was driving was the same route he took each time he dropped the kids off. She was certain someone could take advantage of Jared's routine. Now, investigators were searching for a dark blue Ford F-150 that had been caught on security cameras in the area near the time of the murder. And for the most part, investigators remained pretty quiet about the evidence, and they just seemed to slowly and methodically work the case. They were continually asking for the public's help in identifying the owner of the truck. 
And what's up with Shanna during this time? Well, she granted an exclusive interview to Jacksonville.com just about five months after the murder. She claimed she had stayed quiet at the request of Jared's family. But she said the ongoing sensationalistic and inaccurate media coverage had pushed her to explain her side. She claimed her friends and family were being harassed and their businesses were being harmed. She said her children, who were now 10, were scared, terrified, and struggling. She told the outlet she had hired Hank Cox, who's a prominent criminal defense attorney. Well, she hired him to provide options on how to best protect her family from the public scrutiny. She said the children were recovering with the help of her husband, Mario, who she referred to as one of the twins' biggest supporters. And then, out of left field in January of this year, the Jacksonville Beach Police arrested 61-year-old Henry Tennant, and they charged him with conspiracy to commit murder, second-degree murder, and accessory after the fact to a capital felony. Okay, and he was also charged with child abuse, and that charge came from the trauma that Jared and Kirsten's daughter experienced that night in the car. Henry was known to drive a Ford F-150, but this really literally was completely out of left field. State Attorney Melissa Nelson, well, she was really bold with her statements following the arrest, saying that they were certain that Henry did not act alone in the murder of Jared. In fact, Kirsten said as much. She told Dateline that she knew for a fact that Jared didn't know Henry. Her brother then went on to add that they were deeply concerned about the others who were involved in the murder. And then, pretty quickly, news outlets released that Henry lived in a house owned by Shanna's new husband. Yeah, you heard that right. Mario owned the house Henry once lived in. Well, following the arrest, Shanna's parents purchased her a million-dollar home near the Tri-Cities in Washington State. She moves her two children just about as far from the scene of the crime as she can get them in the continental United States. Then on March 16th of this year, Henry agreed to a plea deal with the state in the murder of Jared. Along with his guilty plea, he also agreed to testify against Mario. And this was a big day for the state. Because on that very same day, Mario was arrested and charged with first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit murder, solicitation to commit a capital felony, and child abuse. Those are near-identical charges to Henry, except, remember, Henry has a lesser charge of second-degree murder. Now, the state also announced they intend to seek the death penalty for Mario. And here's the update to the case. On Thursday... Shanna was arrested in Washington following a grand jury issuing an indictment on the murder of her ex-husband. In a news conference, State Attorney Melissa Nelson announced Shanna would be extradited to Florida to stand trial in the killing of Jared. She also said the state would be seeking the death penalty in the first-degree murder charges. The state said that Shanna's indictment acknowledges her central and key role in the cold calculated and premeditated murder. Now, authorities haven't released a motive in the murder, but Fox News did report that Shanna, while at dinner with her new friends from the tattoo parlor, well, she asked if they knew anyone that could help them get rid of her greedy ex-husband. Now, Shanna's ultra-wealthy parents made the following statement. Words cannot accurately express the depth of our sadness. Family is our top priority. 
We love our daughter and are focused on supporting her and our entire family as we help our grandchildren navigate this difficult and very confusing time. For their sake and all involved, we caution against further speculation and request privacy as the legal process runs its course. All right, it does appear the twins are staying with Shanna's parents. Now Jared's widow, Kirsten, said that Shanna's arrest ends one horrific chapter in their pursuit of justice for Jared, but she also acknowledged that this is opening another chapter. She said the next chapter will be excruciating, but that they expect justice to be carried out to the fullest extent of the law. Now Kirsten also made a public plea to Shanna's parents, begging them to allow the twins to reunite with their half-sisters. And I wanted to end this update on a positive note. Adam, that's Kirsten's brother, he told Dateline his family is focused on turning their grief into something positive, saying they are trying to bring light where they have faced so much darkness over the last year. In September, they established the Brightigan Foundation. Okay, this is an organization which creates Bexley boxes. The foundation is named after Jared's daughter, who was left traumatized in the back seat on the night of the killing. And the boxes are refillable kits provided to police stations to better equip officials who are interacting with traumatized children. The boxes contain comforting items that might help calm a child in a time of crisis. Kirsten said on that night of the murder, she was not prepared to stay at the police station and that her children were uncomfortable. She felt this was just one way that she could give back to the investigators who have worked tirelessly and also to help in these difficult situations. Now, Henry admits he was the shooter and he could face up to 15 years in prison for his role in Jared's murder. Mario's lawyer says his client is innocent and that he is anxious to have his day in court. However, his indictment does contend that Mario wrote Henry three checks and phone records show the two men shared more than 70 phone calls before and after the murder. And finally, Shanna's attorney has yet to give a statement, except to say he doesn't comment on ongoing court cases. I'm sure I'll have much more for you on this case as it moves forward. And since we seem to always have a theme when I'm doing these updates, let's carry forward with another conservative mom out of Utah who has been accused of murdering her husband. I know I'm not the only one who thinks, is murder really the easiest way to solve these problems? Okay, anyway, I've given you all the details about this murder case back in the May 15th episode of Rise in Crime. So you can hop back there when we're done here if you want a more in-depth retelling of the story. But here's a quick summary. 33-year-old Corey Richens is accused of killing her husband, 39-year-old Eric Richens. Arrest documents say she secretly added fentanyl to a Moscow Mule cocktail she had prepared for him in March of 2022. He died later that evening, and his autopsy revealed that Eric had five times the lethal amount of the opioid painkiller in his system. Now, following his death, Corey went on to write a children's book about grief titled, Are You With Me?, as well as celebrating with a gathering the closing of a big real estate deal just one day following Eric's death. And remember, it wasn't the first time that the state contends Corey tried to poison her husband. She is also accused of trying to use fentanyl to kill him two weeks earlier by lacing a sandwich she had left for him on the seat of his work truck. 
Now on that day, Eric grew violently ill after eating just a couple of bites of that sandwich. And that happened two weeks prior to his murder. He used his son's EpiPen that was located in the glove compartment of the truck to calm the symptoms from that attempted poisoning. And Eric, well, he also consulted a divorce attorney and he'd begun the process of reworking his finances to protect his business and estate. Corey did not find out about the financial reworkings until after Eric's death. Okay, that's just a small little snippet of what's going on in this case, but it kind of catches you up enough to hear about the update. On Friday, prosecutors gave notice that they will not seek the death penalty in the court case against Corey. They say they came to that decision after consulting with Eric's father and sisters. Corey is facing one count of aggravated murder and three counts of possession with intent to distribute. Now that the death penalty is off the table, Corey faces 25 years to life as a potential punishment if found guilty. But this isn't all of Corey's legal troubles. Eric's sister is suing Corey for more than $13 million. The lawsuit filed in state court by Katie Richens accuses Corey Richens of taking money from her husband's accounts, diverting that money intended to pay his taxes, and obtaining a fraudulent loan before his death. Now, Corey's attorney refused to make comment about the removal of the death penalty as a possible punishment. But in previous statements, he has questioned the testimony by the person claiming to have sold Corey the fentanyl. Now, the attorney says that that witness has a motivation to lie since she is seeking leniency on state and federal drug charges in exchange for her cooperation. But the state says they also have incriminating internet searches performed by Corey. According to court documents, Corey searched the following phrases on her iPhone. Can cops force you to do a lie detector? Luxury prisons for the rich in America. Death certificate says pending. Will life insurance pay out? If someone is poisoned, what does it go down on the death certificate as? How to permanently delete information from an iPhone. I know what you're thinking. I don't understand why these people continue to search on their devices either, but I'm sure police are happy about it. Okay. Corey is being held without bond awaiting the murder trial. And I'll keep you updated on this case of when that is going to happen and how the trial turns out. And finally today, more steady themes that are running through these updates, except this time a mom goes missing after dropping off her twins at their father's house. It's also her ex-fiance in Florida. Now, we've got to jump back to November of 2011, when 33-year-old Michelle Parker had a really busy day ahead of her. She was going to do something that most of us will never do. She was going to appear on national television. Michelle was scheduled to film an episode of the TV show, The People's Court. See, her and her ex-fiance, who's also the father of her twins, they were haggling over the loss of an engagement ring. So they were going to battle this out on the people's court. And the filming seemed to go okay. And later that day, Michelle dropped off the twins she shared with Del Smith to his home. It was then that Michelle vanished. And that was 12 years ago. The next day, her Humvee was located in an Orlando parking lot. And investigators started doing their thing. They began looking. And they soon discovered her iPhone under a bridge nearby. But at that point, 
The case seemed to grow cold, very cold. Not just months, but years went by with Michelle's parents grieving the disappearance of their daughter. Then, in September, nearly a year ago, a new reward was posted for information leading to the discovery of Michelle. An anonymous donor offered the reward of $200,000 for tips in the case. The donor requested that the money be distributed through Michelle's parents and not through a traditional tip line. Well, that anonymous donation spurred 20 new tips coming in, and police felt one tip was credible enough to search a wooded area near Port St. John. Now, this area, it had not been searched before, but investigators, they came up empty. Even though they were using ATVs and seven search dogs, as well as kind of scanning the area overhead with drones. Now, her family was dismayed that the search turned up nothing, but they were warned that the community still cared about their missing daughter and sister. Well, just last week, investigators again conducted another comprehensive search, except this time it was much closer to the family. Investigators searched the backyard of Dale Smith Sr. Yep, that's the father of Michelle's former fiancé. Michelle's mom said it was appropriate to search the backyard of Dell Smith Sr. because that is the first stop Dell Smith Jr. made after Michelle dropped the twins off to him. Police were focusing on a concrete slab that was poured shortly after Michelle was reported missing. Now, despite feeling anxious and hoping for the much-needed closure, the family said nothing was found. Her mother called it just one more hurdle and that they aren't done yet. She also said they will just keep going as long as there's somebody who might tell something or someone who might share a tip or an idea. Now, Dell Smith Jr. has been named as a person of interest, but that's about it. His attorney contends the police have wasted an unbelievable amount of time and resources investigating the wrong person. He said of the search that he didn't expect police to find anything in the backyard because, well, he says his client's innocent. Now, the reward for information on Michelle still stands. If you have information about Michelle's disappearance, you can call 386-402-3729. All right, that's your Monday episode of Rise and Crime. Thanks for being a part of our little community. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok, and I'd love if you would subscribe at our YouTube channel, Rise and Crime. Join me again on Thursday for more morning crime news. I'm Mama Jules, and keep safe out there. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.